Welcome everyone, we are about to begin with Hashem, Feedbacks and Insights, Sheer number 69. We're going to talk about the Jewish perspective, the Torah perspective, one of the perspectives, because I am Panam La Torah, even with this, on sexuality. And um, Rabbi, um, there's a Rabbi Zarach Edelis, he wrote a Sefer Erla Yesharim, that uh, Mrs. Dubo quotes in her book. He says as follows, that just as one must be well-versed in the laws of Nida, so too one must be fluent in the laws of Aina as well, the laws of marital intimacy. And there's nothing blemished, there's nothing shameful, there's nothing ugly, chas v'shalom, in Aina. There's only Kedusha, only purity, when intimacy is performed properly. And that's a big, important thing to know, and an Ashkafa also, to know this. I mean, Baruch Hashem, and it's extremely important, Taras HaMeshpacha, and to know Hilchas Nida properly. But we need to realize, as we're learning it, and we're keeping all those wonderful halachas, that sometimes I know could be hard on a couple, but they need to realize, when they're doing it the right way, What's the tachlis? The tachlis of it is not the richuk, the distance. The distance at that point is necessary. But the purpose is, is because of the unification that is going to come as Hashem when they get together again. And to go into what sexuality means, we're going back to basics over here. It's not just a physical act of sexual intercourse, which people usually break it down to that basic thing, but there's many aspects to it. Yes, part of it is related to our anatomy, the fact that a male and female are different in their sexual organs and the, the way they, um, you know, they inter, they, uh, they, uh, their functionality of it, but it has a lot to do not just with a basic function that animals have as well, but it has to do with feelings, our feelings of being male, feelings of being female, the feelings of the attraction that males have to females and females to males that Hashem put into the Bria. And it includes, in human beings, not just the physical aspects, but there's a mental aspect, there's an emotional aspect, and also affects what our experience of pleasure ill is. And if our sexuality is a basic yesoid in our personality, it's not separate from it. Human beings change and develop in their sexuality through their lives as they grow. As they grow physically from puberty forward and emotionally, socially, there's different stages of our lives will express express our sexuality different and becoming aware of that is an important thing for us to know. And what does sexual health mean to be sexually healthy? It's a state which has the possibility of being very pleasurable, but safe, a safe sexual experience. For a from Jew, for a Torah Jew, it also means in the right context, which is in the framework of marriage. Free of coercion, free of discrimination, free of violence. And for Torah Jews, it includes the hashkafa on sexuality, 
and to understand it and to accept what the terror wants from us, Benegea this. And Lemaisa, because Hashem created in this world, and there's no way to get around it, that sexuality is one of the most intense forms of human desire and human pleasure. So we need to understand our Torah perspective in general to what of to pleasure in general. What is the Torah Hashkafa on pleasure? On Oilamazeb Megushim Dika pleasure. It's a very good question and it needs to be addressed. Now, obviously, when you want to bash the modern culture, which there's a lot to bash about, there's no question about it. The problem is, is you tend to go to the tendency of saying the reverse when the reverse is not necessarily true. Pleasure in and of itself, because they use it the wrong way, does not mean that the terrorist perspective is, is that the pleasure is a disgusting thing. It's not how it works. But let's first talk about, indeed, our modern culture and how they use pleasure as a disgusting thing. And the reason is, is because they root their whole culture, especially in America, in other places too, but in America, it's very much this so. They commercialize pleasure. They commercialize sexual aspects. They tend to measure happiness. You could only be happy if you have material good. And the media goes with this 150%, 500%, and they try to encourage us to spend more of our resources on acquiring products that our advertisements claim will give us more pleasure. Cars, houses, vacation, clothes, pocketbooks, sneakers, everything. The more you have, the more you are, You're measured by what type of car you own, how big your house is, and the sexual aspects, obviously, too. The Western society prizes pleasure as an end in and of itself. It's an American dream. Advertisements sell pleasure. And But what the problem is, though, that Hashem made it in nature that pleasure has with it obligations and responsibilities. And there's a price you pay, pay for pleasure. Now again, like I said just a moment ago, all of you may hear it in some circles where because the culture is so seeped in pleasure in, in such an unhealthy way, so when you hear Musa Shmuzen bashing it, you're going to go to the reverse, that it's everything about it is disgusting and terrible. But the emesis, that's not true. In the Torah view, Kamat everywhere in the Torah view, they also value pleasure. HaKadosh Baruch Hu put in the Torah this concept, as we're going to talk about. It values physical pleasure, but with a big difference between us and the culture. In other words, for a Torah Jew, pleasure is not a goal. It's not an end in and of itself. It is not primary. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is primary. Hashem created pleasure as a vehicle, as a use to use, to become an Er Lechayid, a true Jew, to be responsible and be Mekusher HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Being Mekusher HaKadosh Baruch Hu, that is what, what is primary. Being connected with Hashem, 
That is the Iker. And very often, HaKadosh Baruch Hu tells you, I want you to be connected with me through the pleasure that you will experience. That is 100% true. Sometimes Hashem wants you to connect with Him through the opposite of pleasure, right? Or at least on the physical sense, right? Don't eat on Yom Kippur. The Torah does call it afflicting. He does call it that. In order to afflict you. It does say that sometimes. Sometimes again, with Mesiris Nefesh. It's not always pleasurable. Mitzvahs, sometimes you have to be Moisa Nefesh for, and it's not always what we would call fun. But at the same time, right, Tishabav, you have to sit on the ground, Amin Esabal on Yerushalayim, sleep only with, uh, you know, and, and all the halachas there, not to eat wine, not to eat meat in the nine days, and you sit on the ground on Tishabav and all the Dine Avelis. So there's a, there's a reduction of physical pleasure. And you serve HaKadosh Baruch Hu that way then. But then there is Purim, and then there is Shabbos, and then there's the Mitzvah's Aina, and then there's the Mitzvah of Einik Shabbos, with the Varim Gashmi Machali Gashmim as well, where, yes, enjoy it. So Yiddishkeit does value pleasure. And she brings down the Meshachachma, that brings down a fascinating Yisoyed to prove this point. The Meshachachma says, that while both people think that HaKadosh Baruch Hu placed Adam Rishon in Gan Eden, and right away he told him, don't eat from the Eitz Adas. That's not really accurate. We know that the first mitzvah that we're told is, don't eat from the Eitz Adas. That is the first tzivoy. This is, I think, on, 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 in, in Bereshis Perek, Beis, Pasik, uh, Tezayin. This is side of the Meshechachma. The first mitzvah is not not to eat from the Eitz The first mitzvah is the Asei Mikol Eitz Hagon Ochel Teichel. Ochel Teichel, whatever the Lushen is, I forgot the exact Lushen. For every tree you will eat. Okay, whether you're going to say maybe it's not a Mamasha mitzvah, maybe it's a Rishus, but it's encouraged. The importance of enjoying what is good and pleasurable in the world was given before the Isser to eat, not to eat from the Eitz Adas, because that is what she says, I'm going to use the words, intrinsic to the mission of humans on earth, meaning that is part of the Tafkin of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Ramilla always used to say, and I always was puzzled by it, he learned from his Rameim in, in, in um, you know, in, in Slabatka. it says, Ha'odam lo'inivra ele l'saneg Hashem. Uh, which Pashim Shad is a person uh, uh, was created to be uh, take pleasure in being close to Hakadosh Baruch Hu Lezanek Al Hashem, and he said that his rabbin used to stop by the word Lezanek Adam Loi Never El Lezanek. Period. The word uh, the person was created to enjoy, to have anah, to enjoy. We recognize that all good things in this world are provided us with pleasure from Hashem. Hashem wants to give us pleasure. He wants to shower it on us. He wants us to appreciate Him. He wants us to be closer to Him. And one of the ways He does it is by giving us pleasure. And that we should have a, enjoy it and have a karasatoyiv to Him for it. And the Torah is telling us that only a person who learns to experience pleasure, to enjoy pleasure, and appreciate pleasure, that's 
how you really get to appreciate HaKadosh Baruch Hu in its fullest capacity of praising His Godless. Marabu Masech HaShem, Magodlu Masech HaShem. So pleasure is a good thing. But here's the difference again. It's not primary. It's not an end into itself. Modern society tells you, take the pleasure as and make that a central focus on your life. But no. Over here, Hashem is saying, eat from all the fruits. Take pleasure, Taka, in what Hashem created. But it has a limit. There's an there's a iser. You cannot eat from this tree, meaning the yesoid panimi behind it is you need to hold back. In other words, I'm letting you enjoy uh, I'm letting you enjoy tremendous pleasure from all the fruits of the garden. Everything. But don't, because I'm giving you all this, don't think this is the end-all be-all. Don't think this is the tachlis. I'm giving all of this because I'm a toivin mative and I want to give pleasure for you to appreciate it and serve me that way with a simcha. But don't think that this physical self of yours and this physical pleasure of yours is an end into itself. You have to have a limit. You realize this is not the goal. And that is the reason Hashem curtailed the, the Hana and said this, though, you can't eat. Because Hashem made us human beings different from the animals who just have Hana and enjoy their physicality, and Hashem made it that way, but we're not that way. We have an Hashemah too, and we have a responsibility. Brings down a fascinating morale that brings down that actually the fact that people have Bechira, human beings have free will, comes from the fact that is of that we have a body and a soul both intertwined with one another in us. I think he brings this also in the Sefer Gwariya and Chumash, Perak Beis and Bereshis. That's what creates Bechira. So the purpose of life for a Torah Jew is to work on being close to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, fulfilling his mitzvahs, serving him, bringing him covered by giving, exercising our ability to do good in this world. And that includes appreciating pleasure, taking pleasure that Hashem allows us to, using it for the best, and this pleasure through combining body and soul so that we're able to elevate all of our physical activities and bring in spirituality in them. It's a Kabbalah Amenas Lahashbiyah. So, therefore, going back to what we said, that sexuality is one of the most intense forms of human pleasure. So, this, what we just said now, has to be applied to sexuality as well. We often have this negative notion about sexuality. Every sexual activity is forbidden, which is true outside of marriage. So that is a million percent true. But what happens if you don't talk to children or teenagers, they'll come to the conclusion then it's bad. And it's sad because the Torah really gives you a broad view on human sexuality. It is something to be celebrated. It is something to be honored. It's something to be viewed as as one of the most intimate and deeply holy connections that any two human beings, a male and a female, can experience. 
and should experience and that Hashem wants you to experience in a marriage. It is precisely this understanding that gives that is the reason why we have such rules about sexual intimacy. You think that the Yichud stuff, the Iser Yichudim, the Drabanans, that they threw on people, I'm using that as an expression that people may be like cynical, but, but this is not the case, that they threw on people, quote-unquote, to make their lives miserable or to um, have them not enjoy life or to cramp on their style or to be controlling all of this is not true. Yes, you can use anything with Frumkaik to control. It's a separate subject we're not going to talk about now, how some people use Frumkaik to control. But when the Chazal made the, the Rabbonin de Ke'eser Yichud, it was not to control people. They had no interest in controlling. They knew into the Pneumius of the Shama what's good. And they wanted the sexuality to be focused on two fully committed souls, a male and a female, a husband and a wife, representing HaKadosh Baruch Hu and Knesset Yisrael. That's what they wanted, and they needed this to be preserved in a loving, caring way, and the restrictions are only as a protection for that. That is the main purpose of those restrictions. Because the Torah values sexuality so much, recognizes how precious it is, so that is why they want it saved only within a marriage relationship. It is too deep, this Yechev Dubo says this beautifully, this is too deep and too precious to be used in a casual relationship. It is too deep and too profound to be used even in a deeper relationship unless there's a commitment of a long-term marriage. So in other words, physical pleasure, sexual pleasure is a great thing. But they never view physical, sexual pleasure just experience it in and of itself it's for the purpose of that deeper committed relationship of two people husband and wife that offer to each other when they marry so you have teenagers that will say and you have to there's truth to that people are cynical they think if they um, just saying the secular world modern orthodox world any world a boy and girl, they're both, let's say, I don't know, 16 years of age, 17 years of age, and they tell you they love each other. So I understand. People are cynical. You don't really love each other. You're just interested in the sex. Fine. But the truth is, very often, there is a deep connection there. There is a deep emotional connection there. That could be true, too. Because when you hear teenagers talk like that, you can't just be cynical and say, there's no, sometimes it is a deeper thing. But the bottom line is, what the Torah is saying is, okay, it's a deeper thing. You get married and it's permanent. Then you activate it. If you really mean business, if you really mean business, then you take it with all the responsibilities that go along with it. With the Two parties go getting into a mutual bond forever with everything in there. A lifelong commitment. That's really what we're saying. We're not denying that you have deep feelings, but it has to be activated in a real marriage. And that's why the Judaism permits sexuality only in a relationship of a permanent nature with a ksuba, a contract, a commitment, and, 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 and in that framework, 
Yes, Torah values sexuality as a deep, intimate experience because it's precious indeed. And that's why it's reserved to the marriage only. And that's what Das is, knowing each other, the true knowing of each other, Das, Vodam, Yoda, that's going on the intimate connection. It's not just a physical act. It's a deeply spiritual act. It's a joining of two human beings together, Sai in the body, Sai in the soul, Vahayu Labasar Echad. Rashi says Vahayu Labasar Echad means that they produce a child. Others say that they mamish become one. So that's an important thing to know. Okay, so we're going to wrap up over here. Be'ez Hashem, and we're going to talk more about this in the next feedback. But one thing we will say, just to add this last point, it's in the animal life, they're biologically motivated for procreation. Sometimes Hashem created in the Bria, where even an animal has a unique connection, but it's still also instinct. So like a dove is singled out by the Rabbanon by, or, or, by being monogamous and faithful to one another. But it's, it's still, again, an example in an animal world to how humans are supposed to behave. Tadjechelen says that if we would, terror wouldn't have been given, we would learn modesty from a cat, not to steal from an ant, and appropriate sexuality from a dove. But again, it's not like they're our rebbies because they're trying to teach us. Now Rashi says there in Erevin, Daf Kufam obeys, that's because the dove needs nothing but its female partner. It sticks to her, and that's it. And we need to learn from that to stick to that. Vedavak. Vedavak. And we'll end off over here saying an interesting aside. Again, we explained, modern culture makes pleasure in Ta'avay Dezara. Taira makes pleasure as a very important thing, but never an end in and of itself. But it's important. You can't have a real devakis without that physical pleasure. Brings a raya from Rashi in Masech the Sanhedrin. And it's Dafnun Chesam at Aleph. Over there it talks about Vedovak, Be'ishtai, Voloi Bezachar, right? The Isra of Mishkav Zachar, the homosexuality. And Rashi says there, this, this Lashen in Lashen Kaidish. It says, because in the relationship of a Mishkav Zachar, there's no real. A physical connection. I don't want to get graphic over here, but the connection in sexuality is a zacher and an akeva per se of entering into keli kabbalah. So there's no real. They could claim they have anna. Maybe there's some sort of anna. Obviously, it's a yitzhara, but it's there's no there's something lacking there. The true sexual pleasure is only with a man and a woman. One man, one woman. Connecting that way. And Rashi says on the Vedavach, because the Mishkav, the one who is um, receiving in, in this, is not having Hana, so there's no real deep connection. That's a psychological in, in, instinct. It applies to Mishkav Zacha, but it applies to also this idea. If she, the woman, does not derive pleasure from physical intimacy, there's a lacking in the Vedavak. The purpose of this pleasure is to bring a deeper, closer relationship between a husband and a wife. It's meant there to strengthen the marital bond. 
And it is to this end only that you pursue sexual pleasure. And again, it can't overflow the whole marriage. We talked about it in other shiurim. It has to be focused. It has to be in the perspective. But yes, a husband and wife that love each other and are connected in all aspects of their marriage, part of it is to be connected sexually and to derive sexual pleasure from one another and to both together in an unselfish way do that as much as you can to alleviate your loneliness, to grow in the pleasure, the shame shamayim. Like the Igeris HaKadosh of the Rambam says, that a sexual union is Kadosh, is Tar, when it's done as it should be, at the time that it should be, and with the proper Kavana. Now, it is true that there are sections in, 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 in Yiddishkeit. There's some Hasidic groups, there are some roots in Chazal with certain types of G'dayle Yisrael that indeed had a different Mahalach. They separated themselves from the pleasures of this world, including sexual relationship, as much as possible, and they minimized it to the absolute minimum. There is a Makar for that. It's not coming just from Christians. It is a Tyra view that comes from Tyra, but Lecholadeis, especially in our Dar, in our Dar especially, this is not the mainstream approach in Tyra Yiddishkeit for people. It could backfire terribly. If you're on the Madrega, you got to know who you are. Very few Yechidim and their wives have to agree to this that go with that mahalach, then they go with that mahalach. But in general, as a rule, this is not the mahalach that is meant for the Hamoinam and even for Tamid Chachomim and even for G'day Yisrael, Bizman Azeh, certainly. This is not the mahalach. We need this physical pleasure and we need it to be used right. We fight the culture that makes it an end in and of itself. We fight it tooth and nail. And then it's taka disgusting. But to fight it, you don't say that it's intrinsically disgusting. It is a beautiful thing that becomes disgusting when it becomes an end in and of itself. It is a beautiful thing when it's used as a means to getting close to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And part of getting close to Gadish Baruch Hu is getting close to your husband, to getting close to your wife. And this is one of the important ways to go about getting close to them. We'll continue, Bessus Hashem, on this theme in future feedbacks.